Wonderful. Well, who's ready to hear some testimonies? Um, it's been so good to kind of hear that journey of how God's taken us to where we, we've come. And I've been so encouraged already this morning because I've had maybe 10, 15 people come tell me just a little bit about what God's been doing in their life. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and get people up in blocks of two or three. We're going to hear their testimony. Uh, feel free to cheer, to clap, to say amen as they do. And then uh, once we've heard two or three testimonies, we'll come back and sing again and give thanks to God. And then we'll hear some more testimonies and then we'll sing and some more testimonies and we'll go like that until we run out of time or run out of testimonies or uh, the Lord comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So that's what we're going to do. So grab a seat. Uh, Janet's going to kick us off uh, and uh, we're going to hear from Janet and then Luke and then Georgie. Hello. <laughs> I haven't done this before, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say I started off the year quite in sort of a bad place, I think, sort of health-wise, um, struggling with the diet, struggling with reading the Bible even, but I just want to say, you know, over the, the first few months of the year, my, um, it's a weight thing, was getting worse and worse, it was getting, I was getting bigger and bigger, and I was just wasn't feeling well, and uh, my arthritis I've got was really, um, I was really suffering with it, especially my knee and my back, um, and then I was diagnosed with, um, oh dear, what's it called? <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> So I felt, I felt, I did, I felt really rough, really ill, but um, I would say the eating thing is quite, is a sort of, uh, yeah, something like from when I was younger, I had struggled with eating, I, I wouldn't eat at all, I would eat too much, so, so in the beginning of the year, that, this was what was happening, I was eating too much, and I was, just wasn't feeling well, and um, I think each month I was putting on about a stone, so um, then Come July, I had this um, diabetes thing, and um, one, one night I was just praying, and I sort of called out to God, I said, I've really got to do something about this, can you help me? And I was also praying for somebody else that's, that I know that was struggling with food, but probably in a different way. And um, I said to God, look, if, if I can see change in that person, because through my prayer, I, I can do this. There's no reason why I can't do this. So I just called out to God, really. And I think, really, from that day onwards, there was a different, a, a different feeling in me. And God, and God just went to the soul of me and just sort of helped me. And he told me that... Well, I, I said to him, you know, I felt guilty, I think, because I was doing all of it, because I was sort of making myself suffer, really. And, um, and I just felt so guilty... But there was no condemnation in Christ. And he said, you can do it. He said, you can do it. And I had friends that were praying for me. And um, some friends telling me off. <laughs> but I said to that friend, I said, I've, um, if, anyone can tell, if anyone's telling me off more, it's me. I'm telling myself off more. And I didn't like myself at all. So, um, yeah. And then God, he just worked a miracle in me, really. And um, since July, I've lost two and a half stone. I had a little bit of a blip over Christmas, but then I felt, <laughs> with some sweet stuff I'd eaten, but I felt so ill that I thought, no, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So I just want to thank God, really, for what, what he does in your life. And you, you just have to call out to him, and he, he'll be there for you. You know, and also sort of seeing other people that are suffering in the same, same sort of way, it really, um, you think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. 
And yeah, God, God is good. Good morning. You can all hear me. Great. So my story started uh, a few years ago. I started having what transpired to be um, seizures, um, a, a form of epilepsy, through kind of misdiagnosis and uh, lots of hospital appointments. Uh, me and my wife were sat down in Southampton Hospital and told I had an eight-centimeter incurable brain tumor that was significantly going to shorten my life. So, yeah, no good time to receive news like that at all. Um, we had... Can someone just sit with my wife? Hannah, can you sit with Emma for me? Um, so, no good time to receive any that sort of news at all. Um, we had just had our first daughter uh, as well, so our, our baby girl, and I was told essentially I might not see her first Christmas, see her first birthday. Um, horrendous. However, there's so many answers of prayer along this journey. It was just coming into COVID as well, so I was told surgery essentially was not an option unless I paid. And you can imagine brain surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy is not cheap. A GoFundMe page was set up in two days, 35,000 pounds were raised and paid all my fees. From just kindness of friends, family, strangers, people I've never met before, just saw the cause and were compelled to, to help. We had our kind of ups and downs through that, and, but the surgery was a success. I came through, um, woke up the next day, which is always great. I am now, though, let's get straight to the good part. Come on. A year late, uh, I'm now a year clear, no sign of any brain tumor at all. Praise God. But I would kind of add on to that. So I have been discharged by the hospital through all the chemo, radiotherapy, drugs and everything. I was told it's a high chance that I would have significant side effects, uh, possibly strokes and, um, yeah, being impotent. But if anyone's seen my wife recently, <laughs> we're just about to have our second child in a few weeks' time. <laughs> Like I said, there's so many, so many answers to prayer through the way. Please come and chat to me. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, from support from, for my family, financial, health, everything. Just our God is good. Yeah. Praise him. Um, hello. So I, I didn't actually know what I was going to share. So. I will, though. Um, it's hard to know what to say. So I, uh, I've been around at Gateway for a very long time, and I feel like because of uh, being up here and relations in the church, I felt quite uh, exposed for a lot of my life. Um, and oh, uh, I don't think any of those photos showed me, but when I was about 
when I was about 17, I started to develop an eating disorder. And uh, before that, I had a lot of mental health difficulties. I think, like, I don't know why. I think it's partly genetic and partly spiritual and partly just poor emotional health. Um, and parts in grammar school. Shout out to you. Um, but I... <laughs> I um, yeah, I've just struggled up and down for, like, eight, nine years. And in that time, I've... Um, I've been very public in it because I've really wanted for things to to get better. Um, and with that's come a lot of uh, shame and embarrassment and fear for my family and feelings of guiltiness and a lot of running away from Gateway for a long period of time and then coming back to Gateway because I didn't really have a choice. Um, and it's been embarrassing. And I think, I wonder if I was the girl that Janet was praying for because it's been pretty public. But um, this year, I've just felt so low. And uh, I reached a point in summer where, sorry, trigger warning, um, I, I was going to take my life. Um, and my dad was on his sabbatical. And I got home, and all the elders were there. And they prayed for me. And I felt this immense privilege of being seen, but so condemned. Not by them, but just it was the self-loathing thing. And I think it's interesting that Janet mentioned food, because it's, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, lose weight, that'll solve your issues, or gain weight, that'll solve your issues. It's actually, there's a, when sin came into the world, it broke our relationships with people and with creation. And actually, it comes down to a thing of not treating ourselves as we treat someone else. And I think often as Christians, we're told, treat your neighbor as you treat yourself. But some of us don't really want to treat ourselves like anything. Um, anyway, it's not a very good testimony yet. Um, it's getting there, don't worry. Um, basically, throughout it all, I have stayed a Christian, which I think is like, thank you, Jesus. Throughout it all, the church has stayed faithful and has prayed for me and has not gone, you're never going to get better. You obviously don't want it enough. Whereas other people have said stuff like that to me in other contexts. Um, and I've been feeling hopeless this year. I've been praying for God to like break something in me and just to tell me there'll be some hope. And I've had little bits. And I think just on Boxing Day... Something just shifted. It was like it was like that, and um, I just felt like this huge thing just released from me. And I had this mindset shift of me getting better or gaining weight is not going to fix everything. But God looks after me in this way. I'm looking after me in this way. Okay. And it was just like the relationship that sin breaks just got like it, it got fixed. <laughs> Something in my brain just went. And, like, it's worth it for you, not because of anything to do with you, but because of who God has made you and because of who he is. Um, so I think, I think the testimony really is you can, be, you can struggle for a really long time, and I'll probably keep struggling in my ups and downs, but God is still the same. He's been the same throughout it all, no matter what size I was, what age I was. And it, I might have felt like his face was turned away, but it wasn't. And I don't know why he works the way he does. But if you're waiting or you feel exposed or public and you're thinking something can't happen, it can and it will because God is God. Um, and like what Vicky read from Psalm 103, it's not to do with you, but God will restore what has been taken. And I just want to encourage you that, I mean, if I can keep standing here and keep praying for it and actually feel more alive and more like me than I have in 10 years today. Um, you can too. So.
Great. Well, take a seat again. Are you ready for our next set of testimonies? Grace Chabam is going to start. Why don't we give her a round of applause? Thank you. All the glory to Jesus. Amen. He is our Lord and our Savior. The God who loves us so much. Even when we are passing through dark moments, he still remains the same. Amen. So as the family, I stand on behalf of my family. We want to thank God for his faithfulness. God has been faithful to us through it all. We have seen the goodness of the Lord. In all the challenges, the good things that the Lord has done for us, there are many we cannot even count. And also we've got massive challenges that we went through and the Lord showed to us his faithfulness. So in life, I think it's, it's, it's good to give testimony even when things are not going the way we want them to be. Amen. Amen. We cannot keep quiet because things are not right, because, you know, there is illness in the family. We are praying and we are not seeing the breakthrough. God still remains the sovereign God. Amen. Amen. In Deuteronomy, I think 29, 29, he says that the secret things belongs to God. Those that have been revealed to us belongs to us and our children. So there come a time in life when God is silent. I would say God is silent. When we are praying and you find that, you know, your prayer is like hitting a wall and back to you. When you are praying for other things, you find that maybe, maybe you are praying for other people, you find that they have breakthrough. So that time of where we feel like God is not answering to our prayers, that's a place sometimes as human beings we can be at our lowest place to question God, to say, why are you not answering me? Lord, I have seen your faithfulness. I have prayed for people and I've seen them getting healed. But why are you not answering me? Because this case is not now surrounding me. So the consolation as a family that we were getting is, uh, I think, in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. The Lord would answer to me and say, my grace is sufficient. So in your weakness, that is where my, perfect, my, my power is made perfect. So we'd sit down and say, okay, Lord, the Lord wants us just to rely on him, to surrender to him. Again, the Lord will speak to us in Isaiah, I think Isaiah 53, uh, 43 verse 2. He says that when you walk, even if you walk in, uh, through the waters, the water will not you know, swallow you. When you walk through the fire, the fire will not scorch you. And we have seen the faithfulness of God. And above all, in the midst of all the chaos, the challenges, the anxieties, God comes in and gives us the peace. So this is what I want to thank God for. He has given us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Even in the midst of the storm, we can still see that the Lord is still in control of our lives. Amen. And I want to thank God for this, for his faithfulness, his uh, loving kindness towards us, and also just, you know, to be around the family of God, Gateway Church, you've been so great and so supportive to us. Thank you for all your prayers. May the Lord bless you richly. Amen. What, what do you mean, here he is? <laughs> Over the last um, few weeks, um, just to start, when you, when you get to my age, and I'm not by some years the oldest in the church, but I'm a little bit older than some of you. Um, one, of the great, one of the great reflections is that you can look back 
and it is worth getting old for because you can look back and you can see the constancy and the goodness of God that you've already heard about and you can be encouraged by that. So I hope what I'm going to say just in these very few minutes will encourage you. I've sat down the last uh, three weeks, I think it is over the last three weeks, with three different people and we've had meals together. And one was a meal that reminded me of salvation. One was a meal that reminded me of God's goodness that he can bring into uh, that which we might think impossible. And the third one was a meal of reconciliation. The first one I was reminded of this week, I sat down with my sister and she asked me to give thanks. And a few years ago, up until a few years ago, she would never have asked me to do that. And why is that? Because for 30 years, and we've heard it today, and I'm really pleased that God does answer prayer, hear that, but also sometimes God hears prayer very quickly, and he answers your prayers very quickly. But sometimes, and this is the ability maybe to be able to look back, it takes a long, long time. And I gave thanks for my sister over the, a few days ago when we sat down together for about 10 years ago, after 30 years of praying for her, she finally came to Christ. 30 years. There was the other occasion, a couple of days ago, I sat down with my son and my daughter-in-law and two children were there, Kit and Rue. They're six and three years old now. They were told some years ago, um, Marie was told that she would never ever be able to have children. And so you pray that God might do uh, the impossible. Third one was about 28 years ago through no uh, doing of ourselves, we were, in my niece's words, collateral damage in the breakup of a marriage. And it meant that we did not see that niece for <coughs> tw 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 sorry. We didn't see her for 28 years. And when we saw her a few weeks ago, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to behold. It was beautiful. It was a total reconciliation. It was marvelous. But it takes time. And the, the greatest things that can determine how you pray, I think, are one, the longer it goes on, the greater the doubt. The longer it goes on, the greater the skepticism. The longer it goes on, the greater the cynicism. The longer it goes on, you say, I've given up, I'm not going to do it. But you've heard this morning from testimony this morning that God is able to do far more than we might ask or imagine. And we're entering a season very shortly now, yeah, a week's time, when we will call all of you, the family of God, together over a week. Maybe you can only make one day, maybe you'll make all five. Great if you make all five. But please do come in an expectation that God is able to bring salvation and reconciliation and is able to do that which we think is impossible. Amen. Thank you. I am partial to a story. They're good, aren't they?
really exciting to hear all those answers to prayer. I'm not going to tell you a story, actually. Um, I just really wanted to encourage you to just spend a moment to allow the Holy Spirit to drop into your heart. Maybe something that's been very personal to you. Maybe even something very intimate that you would never share with anyone else. But just allow the Holy Spirit to put that thing on your heart, that moment on your heart. I know in my life, each one of my children and my husband have had big wins this year. You know, like amazing answers to prayer that I would never begin to share, um, you know, out loud on a Sunday morning. And those of you who know us will, will have um, thanked God along, along with us this year. Standing here this time last year, would never have thought that those things were possible. And I know, because you know Jesus, that he will have done those things in your life this year. There will be those wins. Some of you will have had a shocking year, and I remember those years as well. You didn't know who wasn't going to be celebrating with you at Christmas, but they weren't celebrating with you at Christmas this year. And I know that feeling, but there will also be some deep intimate moments where God has answered your prayer and I just wanted to give us all a moment now just to thank God for those things I'm going to pray for us Holy Spirit we thank you that you are the doer of miracles that there will be some very what look like little steps from the outside but big wins for people this year intimate things, personal things that maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't feel comfortable sharing with other people. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you bring one or two of those things to mind for each one of us right now. Lord Jesus, we say thank you. We say a whispered thank you. And when we sing together, we can just bring those things to you and really give you praise and glory for those things we never would have dreamt could have been possible. Things we couldn't maybe even have explained to people to pray for. But actually, as we stand here now, we can say thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for knowing us. You know our inmost thoughts and feelings, and fears, and doubts, and insecurities, and anxieties. And you have, you have healed us in so many ways this year. We have got so much to be grateful for. Holy Spirit, as we sing to you now, would you help us to have a fresh sense of your spirit? Would you help us to be released in joy, and peace, God, to be able to give you all the thanks and the glory that you deserve. Thank you, Jesus. Should we say that together? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hebrews 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. We're running out of time. We've got more testimonies that have been 
uh, that have been uh, shared that we're just not going to have time for. So I'm so sorry if we haven't managed to get to yours. But I wanted to finish just by encouraging you. I, I've, I felt so stirred this morning just hearing testimony, seeing the story of the journey that God's taken us on as a congregation, but also to hear the things that God's been doing this year. Actually, it's amazing to hear those testimonies of the way that God's answering prayer in a moment and working through the everyday. And it's also been really encouraging to hear those things that actually God hasn't forgotten about. God hasn't lost the the prayers that are partway answered and the prayers that are still to be answered, but God's no less faithful. The reason I read that verse from Hebrews is because one thing I felt uh, really stirred with this morning is the fact that when we pray for the year ahead, we're not to pray and ask God to be faithful. God has promised that he's going to be faithful. God will be faithful to us in 2024. That is a promise for us to hold on to. And so we can hold unswervingly to the hope that we have because he who promised is faithful and will be faithful in 2024 and will be faithful to hear and to answer our prayers, maybe in the moment, maybe 30 years from now, but always, always hearing. Uh, and, and so I'm really encouraged by that. Even seeing some of those old pictures of things that we used to do, I'd forgotten how uh, hard it was to have my alarm set and to be up on a cold December morning whilst it was still dark, chucking all the uh, PA into the back of my uh, small two-door car. It didn't feel very much like gospel. I was on, on, on the move for God in those moments, but you can look back and see what God's done with hindsight and think, wow, God's taken us so far, you know? And so those moments where you think, is God doing anything? Actually, the encouragement is he's always on the move and perhaps we just don't see it, but he is. So let's hold unswervingly to the hope that we have because he who promised is faithful. Matt's just going to finish us off and then and we'll close. Just as we were uh, praying this morning, I was reminded of the story in Judges, and it's of Caleb, Axa, and Othniel. And basically, so Caleb is the dad, Axa and Othniel have just gotten married, and they go to Caleb and say, hey, you know, can we, can we have a field? And he says, yes, and he gives them this very, very generous field. And then if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't a huge enough ask, Axa says, will you also give us springs of water, you know, so that we can water the field and we can produce good things? And he says yes, and he gives them the upper and the lower springs. And I, was, I just really felt God press upon me, actually, as we move into the next year, that God has more for us and that we are to keep asking God for more. God has... I mean, the testimonies shared today have been absolutely incredible, haven't they? God has done some incredible, incredible things, but I feel like God would encourage us to, to continue to ask him for more. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to close the service. But Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the testimonies that have been shared today, Lord, that uh, were seemingly impossible, but they were not impossible for you. Lord, I thank you that situations that seemed so, so desperate and so dire, Lord Jesus, you broke in, and you brought life, and you brought goodness, and you brought restoration, Lord Jesus, into people's lives. Lord, I thank you for all the things that you've done amongst us as a church. Lord, I thank you for how we have grown. I thank you how at the start of the year, we were thinking, like, who, who's going to come? Lord, and this building has been full, and it is getting fuller and fuller and fuller. Lord, I thank you that people have given their lives to you here. I thank you that we have seen baptisms. I thank you that we have seen people's gifts grow and flourish and be released amongst us. And Lord, as we move into 2024, I want to pray that we would see more. Lord, I pray for that individually and personally, that we would see more of your, uh, more prayers answered, more blessing, more provision, more faith, more boldness. But I pray that collectively for us as a community, Lord, that, that as your people we would see that, that we would continue to see your church grow, your kingdom advance, and your name lifted high and glorified amongst us.
Amen.